Have you heard you can listen to your favorite gripping investigations ad-free? Good news! With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash ad-free true crime. That's amazon.com slash ad-free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, before we even start this week's episode, we wanted to make a big announcement Boston fans, we hope you don't have any other plans on Halloween night because Martinis and Murder is coming to the Wilbur on Thursday, October 31st for a very special live Halloween show. So you can come in costume, but no props like wands or swords. You will not be able to enter. But we are so excited to be coming uh, to Boston for the first time. Tickets are standard $27, or if you want to meet us and take a photo with us, you can have the VIP meet and greet ticket, and that is $62, but you can buy tickets at bit.ly slash mmboston, or you can just click in the link in our show notes or any of our social media accounts. By now, you should know where to find us. We hope to see you there. This is late breaking news, so no one else is on this part of the podcast, but we're going to get back into the regular show now. But please, if you're in the Boston area, come see us on Halloween night. It's going to be spooky and fun. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Martinis and Murder, and this week's episode is a little different because A, Darren is not here, but B, she is being filled in by none other than (laughs) Kate Snow. Hi, Kate. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited to be here. I'm like fangirling right now. Oh my God, that's amazing. I saw you and I was like, that's what you look like. No, I I had seen your picture on the, you know, on the app or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the cover art, yes. Yeah. Kate is here to talk about your new show, Relentless. That's right. With Kate Snow, which is a great title, by the way. Relentless really works. So it's a show on Oxygen, 8 Mm o'clock, 7 Central, Mm -hmm. on Friday nights. It is about people who become relentless, not by choice, really, but because something horrible happens, right? Mm. So a crime happens. Let's say a a woman goes missing and her mom can't find her. Um, A a father dies and the kids decide they've got to figure this out. So Mm -hmm. all these relentless people who just will not give up, they're not going to sit back and they're not even doing just little things. They're going to go walk the streets. They're going to go door to door. They're going to... I mean, in some cases, one woman is is still fighting. The case hasn't yeah. been solved yet. And oh. she's still, frankly, like she'll tell you, she's putting herself in danger yeah. by going to seedy places, talking to people, trying to figure out who killed her twin sister. But it's because she needs to solve this case. Yeah, they, they, this, yeah. you can, I mean, you can imagine, right? The yeah. love you have for someone in your life and, and they go away and you just will do anything yeah, to no. figure out what happened. Yeah, we've had so many victims' family members come yeah. through the halls here at Oxygen and here at Martinis and Murder. One that sticks out to me is Dave Holloway, Natalie Holloway's oh, father. Oh, yes. We did a special on the Natalie Holloway case and he was here. And 
first of all, I don't know if you've ever met him. I've interviewed him. I was going to say, I feel like yeah. you have. Yeah, his his her exact eyes, or she has his, I should say, mm-hmm. and. I'm sure you've seen this over the years interviewing so many people that, especially even with the show Relentless, you can see in the eyes the palpable pain. pain. Yeah, and it's it's tough, but at the same time, you see hope too because there's a lot of people. The reason they're here being interviewed is because they want to have that word out there and hopefully Absolutely. we'll resolve it. And, and here's what I didn't expect going into this project. I thought, I, I, I do a lot of stories about justice and yeah. about things that are sort of undercovered and need to have light shined on them. Mm-hmm. So this is right up my alley. Right. But when we started out, I thought, okay, well, I didn't expect the inspiration. I didn't yeah. expect to sit there and feel totally inspired by these people. Like, what am I doing with my life? They are, because they're not just helping themselves. I have themselves. the same feeling. As people who interview these people, yes, we both have that same thought. <laughs> they, they're, they're, they're also, many of them yeah. are going on to help others. Yeah. So they're setting up foundations, or in one case, a woman in Hawaii, Kimberlyn Scott, has now lobbied the state legislature to change things. She wants wow. to change laws. That's, that's several of the cases that we profile. They want laws changed. Good. They want to fight for other survivors' families. Um, it's, it's just insane. Inspiring. Through the show, have you did you sort of see that there are a lot of injustices through a lot of these cases? If they want the laws changed, there must be, right? Yeah, and also the thing that comes up, and I don't I don't want to dis law enforcement sure, because I of think course. law enforcement does of a course. very valuable service in but this could country. Always be improved. But there are times yeah. when their resources are strapped. Right. Right. So the right. Hawaii case that I just mentioned, it's um Kimberlyn Scott's daughter, Charlie. You might remember this case. Mm-hmm. She was pregnant. She went missing on Maui. It got a lot of news oh, coverage. Oh, yes. I, this is and what happens is Maui's a big place, and yeah. she went missing on um, the Hana Highway, which is this beautiful, curvy highway on the northern, mm-hmm. northern shore of Maui. And they don't have the resources in Maui, the police, to you know yep. mobilize the troops and like do a huge search. They, don't, they can't just yeah. spend hours and hours looking with helicopters. So the mom... Um, Kimberlyn says, I'm going to do this myself. And she calls all her friends and she gets people to come. She gets, she shows me in the piece, you'll see maps all over her table where she's gridding. She's like putting search grids on the maps and assigning people to go out and look because the police can't Can't do do all that. Another case we looked at in Missouri, the detective who was the lead detective, I interviewed him, Mm -hmm. really nice guy, really, you know, solid detective, but it was his first murder case. He'd never done one before. So when the hospital accidentally threw away the clothing that the victim was wearing, the young man who was stabbed to death, and it turns out in a park, they threw away the clothes. They went in the garbage. You got to get that stuff tested (laughs) right away. And it took years for it. It's a long story, but it took years to get tested. It is such a good point that you're making about law enforcement because one of the things that I think we've learned on this podcast, and I think even the public as a true crime genre, people that absorb this genre have realized that, and one of the things I learned very early on is that not every jurisdiction of every part of this country or world has the same police resources. And that's really what, sadly, a lot of this comes down to. And then at the same time, like let's take um, the second episode we're going to be doing is about the Kornbleet family. Um, David Kornbleet was a prominent dermatologist on Michigan Avenue in Chicago. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, one night, he every night he would call home, tell his wife he was coming home, like before he left. Mm. One night he doesn't call. Oh, God. The kids, mom calls the ki- grown children yeah. in their 20s, and John and Jocelyn, and Jocelyn runs over to the office and finds her dad. Ugh. Yeah, finds him, you know, 
it's an awful, yes. awful, I don't yeah. want to get into it. It's just sure. a gory crime scene. Watch the show if yeah. you guys want to, yeah. And um, anyway, the police in Chicago are, you know, they're pretty good, so they get right on yeah. it. They find surveillance tape showing a man entering the building through the lobby and then leaving with a... a I think he had like a scarf over his face. Okay. I mean, it's kind of like, I'm the guy. Clearly you're the one, right? Um, so they put that out on the media. So the police did everything yeah, right. Right. And yet there was totally cold. Like they couldn't figure it out because the criminal had been pretty wise oh and, God. you know, had covered up his tracks pretty well. Yeah. You know what broke the case? John, the son, and, the, and Jocelyn, the daughter, making a MySpace page. This is in 2006. Back in the day, sure. When MySpace was, was huge. <laughs> right, not anymore. Long time since then, yes. And, and, but that's what leads to a break in the cases yeah. because the police don't have the resource or maybe didn't think to make yeah, a yeah. MySpace page and put stuff out there right. because they, they figured this had to have been a young patient of their dad's. That's oh, what they were I figuring. Yeah. And they were right. And back then, you know, social media wasn't what it is today. So people, pro- you know, law enforcement probably didn't think to make a MySpace page or know that it could be helpful even how do you feel about armchair detectives and people that watch relentless with kate Mm -hmm. snow on fridays now and listen to this podcast do you think that collectively it's helpful to solving i think it can be yeah i think it can be because i i mean there's a number of stories where i'm sure you've encountered this too where a tip comes from someone i mean in fact to that point, mm-hmm. one of the so we have eight episodes right now in this first run of Relentless. Yeah. One of the cases that we profile, I mentioned it a, a couple of minutes ago, mm-hmm. is out of Baltimore. Mm. Um, Jenny Carreri lost her twin sister Jody right. years and years ago, and is still fighting to find the killer. Mm. Um, and put up, she actually saw the movie Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, uh, yeah. and decided to imitate that. Oh, put up, I've heard, have you heard I about think this? I've heard of this. She put yes. up billboards all over. I mean, if yep. you live in Baltimore, yeah. if you're listening, I'm from you, Maryland, so okay, I know. <laughs> you know this story because yeah. she put up in your face, like, why aren't you doing anything? Oh, calling yes, yes, out yes. the prosecutor, calling out the local officials. Right. So... In her case, it's still cold. They haven't. Mm. So she's hoping that your listeners yeah. and my viewers and everybody who sees this yeah. might actually have a tip. Yeah, that's Somebody right. had to have seen something. It happened in a parking, the, the killing happening in a, in a parking lot, right. like in the middle of the night, but still people were around. Wow. It wasn't like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it was in right. Baltimore. Wow, that's amazing. That's one of the episodes. That's one of the episodes. Us. I think that's the final episode, All right, actually. well, tune in for that one. By the way, Matt, the bartender, did just walk in, Kate, in case wait, you didn't know. He wait, is here. You can Matt, see his face. Oh, I'm such a fan. <laughs> Hi. Oh, I'm yeah. like, I told you I'm fangirling. Like, this is no, all listen, like martinis and murder. murder. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm absolutely honored that you listen to the show. Matt, typically, for those who are new to the show, has a, has a mask on. But if you are a guest in the studio, you get to see his true identity. Mm-hmm. Well, how come I don't understand? I didn't start listening from the very beginning, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I don't understand why, why the voice is always changed. Well, here's the thing: we don't really know either. That's the fun part <laughs> of this show. Uh, we we do it's just it just kind of a gag. Yeah, kind of okay. a gag. I mean, Matt wants to stay anonymous. He truly does. Okay. Yeah. So Matt, the first time I heard it, I w- it took me a second. I was like, "Wait, what's wrong what with this person? Like, is there something? Well, I thought maybe he has There's a disability. I don't yeah, know. You never and know. then I realized it was you. Yeah. yeah I think it was meant. Do you? He's anonymous. Remember, you would know this, and da- you know the old shows where like they would have the person cloaked in a silhouette. That's I've kind done, of what we were. I've going. done interviews. I'm sure like you that, have. Yes, exactly. Where people, I mean, in all seriousness, where yeah, people yeah. can't, you know, no. they have to protect their, exactly. their identity. So we did get a note yesterday. I, I should have talked talked about this at the top of the show. Um, someone with our press team calls mm. me, and mm-hmm. she was like. 
um, Kate would just like to know if you're actually going to be drinking on the show tomorrow morning. And I was like, yes, we will. If that's what Kate wants to do. We're and recording at like, what time is it? I know 11 it's like 10, not even 11 it's a, okay. yet. <laughs> and she was like, just so you know, she loves a salty chihuahua with tequila. And we were like, we will get on that at 11 a.m. tomorrow. I love tomorrow. that you did this. I love it. So Matt is going to be working on that in the background. I'm not, let's just be clear. Yes. I'm, a, I'm a journalist. I'm not normally course, a day drinker. Of course. Not nor- I mean, just don't want to, yeah. you know, like nightly news is going to yeah. be online too. Like, um, <laughs> what Kate, are you doing? What are you doing? It's funny because uh, the press person was like, but also just keep in mind, like she does have a full press day. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All right, don't go. let her get I out know, of control. Right? <laughs> so it go easy on really the tequila, messy. Matt, a little bit. No, there. you don't have to go. It's All okay. right. And she's like, no, it's fine. I'm a big fan of tequila. Yeah. So, okay, let's get back to Relentless yes. um, while Matt's making our drinks. So it sounds like this show is different in a lot of ways because you get to see kind of the victims' families going at it. Of course you get the story. Yeah. You're going to, I mean, you're going to yeah. know what happened, exactly. obviously, but we're, 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 we're not playing up the gory details as much right. as we're playing up the personalities of these people. Yeah. And and also the twists and the turns, the journeys that they go on, right? right. So the first episode that just came out um, on Friday mm-hmm. um, was a story of Lisa Wheeler mm-hmm. and Lisa Wheeler Bowman, is yes. her full name, and Karen Cobb. And they're both moms. They both had grown sons who were really close to them who were wannabe rap artists. Okay. and. Um, they were at a rap studio in St. Petersburg, Florida one night and they were killed in, I mean, cold blood, just like Mm. execution style, like really shot to death and really gruesome. Mm. And nobody saw this coming. It wasn't like there was some kind of quarrel going on or they were involved with, you know, something nefarious. They they weren't kids that were in trouble at all. And they weren't kids. They were in their twenties. Um, both of them actually were fathers at that Mm. point as well. So these two young fathers lose their lives And one of the moms in particular, um, Lisa, just decides, I, this is not, not going to stand. I'm going to yeah. figure this out. She describes the community they live in in St. Petersburg as a, a place where it's, that's very distrustful of police. Oh, okay. So she says, you know, you know that term, snitches get stitches? Yeah, right. That's her community. Like, she's like, that's my neighborhood. I so nobody's going to talk. Nobody's going to say anything, even if they did see something. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a survivor. There was one guy in the recording studio who kind of, he was upstairs and got in the way and oh. got shot. Ugh. She figures that out and goes to the hospital. Like for the re- day like the after records? this happens, no, she goes to interview to talk to oh, the guy oh, who oh, was oh. a witness yeah, yeah, yeah. before the police even get to him. It's a crazy story. Gosh. So she's like the most relentless person you've yeah, ever yeah. heard of. Um, a good first episode, right? Yeah, it's, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot where I was going with this. What was your question? Well, I was just saying we were talking about the victims' families and the people who yeah, are relentless. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, no, it's okay. So it's all the hour is really built around her journey, right? Right. That's what I was saying, and the yeah. twists and the turns and the ups and the downs. I mean. You can imagine this woman was not only is she fighting and stuff, but she's also distraught and mourning. Of she describes a low point where, speaking of drinking, she yeah. was drinking. I mean, she drank, I think it was a bottle of vodka. I mean, oh, she, she ended up in the hospital because she just couldn't cope, right? right? And it was the loss was so heavy yeah, and, yeah. and the hole was so big Ugh. that she just. And then the other twists are when you think, in all these cases, you think something's oh my gosh, we've got a clue. Maybe this is the guy. Maybe this is it. And then boom, it's nothing. Or it's not credible or, you know, turn, it's a dead end. That's exactly what I was just thinking about with Dave Holloway, who mm-hmm. over the, how many years has had so many tips, even from the alleged killer and everything. Yeah. Here we go, Thank Matt. you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. 
Wow, the glasses Thank are you. something. Yeah, aren't they have nice? Have you described these before? Yes, we have. View? These are our <laughs> bloody... Uh, these were sent in by a fan, actually. These they are look just... like blood-spattered martini glasses. <laughs> exactly. So cheers, <laughs> Kate. Cheers. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, but we're not... Oh, Matt Matt wants to cheers, Cheers, too. Matt. <laughs> Matt, will you say something just so I can hear your actual voice? Oh, yeah, Matt, you should tell us what exactly it is. Um, yes, hi. Thank you so much for coming in. So we're having a salty chihuahua. I couldn't find any salt. Cointreau and grapefruit juice. Um, and I didn't actually use any real measurements. You probably don't know what a tersh is or a tersh burn, but yeah. Am I supposed to know what a tersh is? Listen, I'll tell you right now what it is. What One is day it? Matt comes over to my desk and he's like, um, I'm doing a recipe and I don't know what this Tersh. Yeah, but I don't either. Is everybody rolling their eyes at me? That's not. No, you're a respected journalist. You should not know that. But he was over here and said Tershburn. I was like, is that a new measurement of something? So now it's a joke on the show that he's he's using a Tershburn of juice. Oh, teaspoon, teaspoon or tablespoon, and he was in between the two of them. I do cook. I mean, not a lot, okay. but I was raised by a mom who's like an amazing cook. So I, a teaspoon, tablespoon. But my son keeps getting mixed. I have a 16 year old son, and oh. he keeps getting mixed up between the small tea and the big tea. That's and sometimes, exactly. Sometimes that makes for really not good dinners. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you put too much salt or, in it, you or know. if you put, you know, yeah. too much tersh. What was it? Tershburn in yes. this um, salty chihuahua. Love that we got you to say Tershburn on our show because p- fans will love that, by the way. Is um, it a drinking game? Like every time you say Tershburn? Maybe. Maybe we should do that we actually that. moving forward and then we get in I'm trouble. Sorry, I was on Andy Cohen last I night. I know. And you they were just the on drinking, Watch They have the life. drinking games. So. <laughs> you were a bartender. Let's talk about that. How was it? I, you don't have to do much. Yeah, you, you just kind of stand there and yep. behind the bar and laugh. That's what I did. <laughs> and every once in a while they'll cut to you and you just kind of wave at the camera. Yeah, exactly. You've been I was a bartender. Yeah, that's right. A lot of fun. No, but Andy's great he's amazing and he was super supportive of the new show which is great so relentless is on uh oxygen fridays at eight and if you're listening to this now and you were just talking about the lisa bowman wheeler case Mm -hmm. or wheeler 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 sorry um uh, you can watch it on Oxygen Now app or on Oxygen.com. But um, I didn't want to cut you off with this story. Was there anything more you wanted to mention about her relentlessness? I don't know if there well, was. Yeah. So it just sounds so inspiring I'm that people t- are doing this. I'll tell you kind of the key. I don't want to give everything away. Yeah, don't away, give it away, but, but let, make sure people watch. Early on, <laughs> yeah. Lisa hears kind of on the street from people. Well, actually, no. Early on, she, she, inter- she goes to the hospital and finds yeah, Gary right. Smalls, who was the witness, who was there. Um, right. who owned this, it was a recording studio slash mechanic shop. Right. Okay. So uh, maybe he didn't own it, but he was the sure. manager. Okay. Um, she interviews him and he says that he vividly remembers that the man, who, there were two shooters and one of them had a dent in his forehead, like a scar mm. in his forehead. So she takes note of that, tells the police, sure, you know, yeah. talks to the police about that. But interestingly, the police don't really focus on that. In fact, when they made a sketch, they didn't include, Rolling they put a eyes. hat, they put a hat on the sketch. So you couldn't see that what? there was a scar on the forehead. Yeah. Okay. That's not good. Um, so it takes months and months and months for it to all come back around. But Lisa kind of starts taking, making journals. Mm-hmm. That's actually one of the hardest parts of the hour when she talks about writing her journals. She writes to her son. God. Past Cabretti. People, His name is Cabretti. How do people can do this? You know, I that's don't know. that's the thing that comes goes through my head. How do you handle this? Being the person kind of interviewing these people who have gone through so much in their lives, because obviously, being in this podcast, I do a lot of that myself, yeah. and that's one of the questions that I get. I notice when I'm talking to fans of the show and just mm-hmm. out, 
outside of these walls, you know, it is a process to kind of like yeah. handle other people's grief. It is. Um, and unfortunately, I do, a, I do a lot. You know, I work for NBC right, Nightly News. I'm right. a Sunday anchor and then I'm a correspondent during the week for today's show, Nightly News. So I just, do a lot. Just little things little like that. Day yeah. job, couple, day job. Couple side gigs. But I do, I do a lot of stories where people have suffered greatly yeah. and, they, and things that, or they've been sexually abused or things uh, they don't yeah. want to talk, you know, sure. that you wouldn't want to sit down and talk to a stranger about. Sure. So I've... I think over the years I've I've learned I'm sure you have mm-hmm. ways to make people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's really important and respected. Right. is really important. Right. Um, and this is their venue. This is their vehicle. You have to kind of explain to them this is you're going to tell your story yeah. in your way. And that's how I approached each of these relentless episodes. Right. Is this is your opportunity to tell us not just about the awful thing that happened, but the good that came of it. In that you did. Most of these people did eventually get some form of justice. Yeah. They also then go on to help other people. Even better, right? Right? And yeah. so there's there's that part of it. Um, I also would say for a lot of these folks, these crimes happened a while ago, right? I mean, a lot of times the stories that we're going after are things that we're waiting until they've been resolved. Sure, so yeah. they happened years ago. And for some of them... They've done. They've talked so many times about it that it's right. almost become like there's like a wall, a boundary almost. Yeah, right, like right, they protect right. themselves. Totally. Understandably, sure. Yeah, they don't want to cry. How they could don't want to get emotional because exactly. you have to protect yourself. Right. So that was actually the biggest challenge with some of these was breaking through that tell, a little bit. And I kept saying to people, um, and we would take breaks and stuff. I don't. Yeah. I don't ever want to badger someone of course, ever. Of course, but I would say, you know, John, take me, take me back. Like, go back in your mind to that moment. Go back to that day yeah. when you got the phone call. Right. And that, that I think, is helpful in getting people to open up and, sure. and, and without having to relive the whole thing, just yeah. remember those feelings. I'll say that, this, even the way you just said that to me, I'm like, do I have a story to tell? Because you're so good <laughs> at just sort of making you feel at ease. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's tough. And it's a reality, I think, of this genre in general, just of the true crime genre. Mm-hmm. But when you think about, because one of the questions I get, and maybe you get this a lot, is... Um, how do you handle it like on a day-to-day basis? And I always say that at the beginning of this, it was a little difficult because you I'm an empath by nature. So yeah. it's kind of like Me too. When I I'm feel absor- for I feel people. like you are too, exactly. I feel for people. And it feels like, you know, at first it was a lot, but then when you start thinking that you could make a difference in telling exactly. these stories, exactly. then it opens up this world where you want to be working on it. That's you right. Know? I yeah. was talking to some, uh, actually somebody who covers the media last week interviewed me about mm-hmm. this from the Pointer Institute. Um, I won an Emmy last week. I don't know if you Congratulations. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, I'm not, I don't, I'm not trying to. I don't Please. like to brag. I'm right oh now. Oh my I'm turning god, red, you are, you are but, working hard. That's amazing. Congra- um, I'm giving you a round of applause. Thank you. But Matt, it was for, for Kate Snow. <laughs> it really, the Emmy really belongs to Andrea Constant. She's the person who took down Bill Cosby. Okay, remember I was like, I know she's that the name. case yes, yes. that led to his conviction. He's in prison now because right. of Andrea Constant. Right. Um, and I was being asked about. Just what what you just said, that it can make a difference. And the whole reason that Andrea wanted to talk at all, and she wanted to do just one interview. She did one interview with me and nothing else. I didn't even realize that. It was exclusive. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that is what she wanted. She wanted to just tell it and then be done and then help people on a local level where she's living in Toronto and Canada. She's helping people. Um, But she wanted the message to be that 
you know, you're empowered and yeah. that if others are listening who might have been victims of sexual assault or abuse. And look what she has you done. Can co- you can come forward yeah. and it can work and exactly. you can get justice. Wow. What a story. Amazing. Yeah. Congratulations on that. That's that's work well received oh, in my opinion. You. Yes. How do you sort of perceive like your role as a woman, I guess, even in uh, this genre? Because I know at least with our show and, uh, you know, what I see on Oxygen a lot of the audience that's listening and tuning in are young women. Do you feel like this appeals to women for a certain reason? And do you feel like you have a role in that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember when, when oxygen kind of refocused on true crime and then said, you know, and and the most of their viewers, when I was talking, when we were getting ready to do relentless, they explained that a lot of viewers are women. Yeah. I think it goes to what you just said about empathy. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, and I don't want to generalize the genders here. It's true, though, because there are a lot of empathetic men. <laughs> but I do think that women, we we feel As a culture, for people. Yeah. We feel for people, and and we watch these shows with interest because we we almost, it's almost like we're feeling for totally. for the people that suffer. Yeah, and we want to and we want to, the happy ending. We want to Absolutely. see somebody be held accountable. Yeah. So with your time on Dateline, do you feel like like obviously true crime has really blown up in a lot of ways yeah. in the last couple of Look years. Look at Keith, Keith right now, his podcast. Yeah. Yes, Keith I mean, sorry, Morrison. I guess that's a competitor of yours. <laughs> no, it's not. We're all in the family here, yeah, right? Keith yeah, Keith Morrison has yeah. this new um, podcast for Dateline that's going gangbusters. I saw that. That's amazing. And that's what I mean. It's like... It, even from like five or six years ago, it is like a completely different genre. How do you see like Dateline and Relentless kind of fitting in in that way? Like, because Dateline, well, Dateline's like the grandfather, right? I was right? going to say it's Dateline like has been around so long, <laughs> yeah. And 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 I mean, really, of all, I heard at one point that of all the shows on NBC, yeah. If you look back, <laughs> yeah. Dateline's one of the long. It might even be the longest running. I somebody has to check be. that for yeah, me. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's a long running, <laughs> yeah. And the audience is loyal, yeah. I mean, you go on Twitter on a Friday night, and right, the everyone's number of on Dateline. People that are, you know, hashtag Dateline and don't yeah, watch yeah. alone, and the wine glasses and that right. whole thing. It's a culture. Absolutely, it's become a cultural. That's a great way to put it. It's moment, a culture, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and it's a shared. I think. I think the other thing about Dateline is it's yeah. a shared experience. Totally right. Like yes. it's we don't have a lot of shows that we all watch together anymore, yeah, except the Super true. Bowl, right? So we can <laughs> watch true. Dateline or Relentless <laughs> right. on Friday Fridays nights. or on the Oxygen Now app or Oxygen Relentless. <laughs> With Kate Snow. Listen, you're here. You're working um, it. Yes. No, I but like I'm it. just saying. No, like, you're right, we, we do want to. I'm being serious. Yeah. We want a community of sure. of people. Like if if you're out there and you saw the first episode and you think it's cool and you want to, you think it's interesting. Let us Join know. us. Yeah. Let us know. Totally. We're, we're even talking about, you know, one day could we get, I'd like to get all the people that are in the episodes that we've shot so far together. Ooh, that's right? a great idea. I'd like idea. to bring them up because they could learn from each other. The moms yeah. and the sisters and the brothers and the dads and, sure. and the kids who fought so hard for, for justice and some are still fighting. They could they could actually help each other. Absolutely. I completely agree. That I mean, that's what we were sort of talking about at the beginning, like a collective community of like armchair detectives. Mm-hmm. We've seen positive things come out of that. So what more could you could you want? And I wonder if social media isn't part of why people are more interested in true crime because it does create the community around it. And that's, people can talk to each other. Yeah. They watch a show or they listen to your podcast yeah, and yeah. then they get on Twitter and like, or not just Twitter, but anywhere, anywhere Instagram, yeah. and they talk about it. I 
I wanted to ask you that as a journalist mm. because mm. <laughs> oh, now know, we're going to journalist questions. Well, listen, okay. we won't get into politics per se. <laughs> no, please, no. <laughs> no, no, no. We I won't get a, into that. And we I have a salty chihuahua yes, exactly. in my hand. So Take that's a drink. Dangerous. Take a drink. I'll ask you about Trump. I'm just kidding. But I do want to know what you think about the way. Um, you know, because news has been kind of insane the last couple of years. It's kind of insane. Even last couple of weeks, if we're being honest. Yeah. How do you think news reporting has changed, if at all, over your career with oh, the introduction of social media and stuff I mean, like that? I, I can't even... Completely right? 100% different than it right. was when I started. Yeah. And I, I'm look, it's all over. It's on Wikipedia. You can see how old I am. <laughs> I've been doing this for a while. All right. I've been doing this for a while, for like 20 plus years. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't have expected that. Well, Amazing. Okay. Good for you. Thank you. Yes. Um, but the point is, I started out with in local news in New Mexico with a brick. It, I mean, you remember those cell phones? Like, I think they're in the movie Wall Street. Like, <laughs> yes. Michael Douglas had one. Yeah. They're these humongous bricks. Bricks. Of, and, yeah. I mean, before that, we, we didn't even have, I used to have to go to pay phones when right. I was in college. Right, right. Okay. Right. That's how old I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so the evolution of the cell phone and the mobile phone. Has been the internet, even everything, as well. yeah. all of it, email, all of yeah, it. Sure, Ch- I mean, even fax machines were invented in my career right, during right. my twenty-year <laughs> span. So, it it's changed everything in yeah. two ways. One, it's changed the way um, things are shared and disseminated. Exactly. Right. So, all my stuff. You know, you you just said we you can watch Relentless on your phone if yeah. you want to. You can watch my nightly news Sunday broadcast that I anchor on your phone. You yeah. can you can whatever you can watch. Which it I'll be you doing. Want. Just so you Thank know. You. Yes, Thank you're you. welcome. Oh, Matt oh, has Matt. looked it up. Dateline is the longest running show ever on NBC. Longest running series in primetime. Wow. I wasn't wrong. Thank you, Matt. Amazing. Matt has lived up to his job today as producer. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. <laughs> um, so, uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about uh, internet and yes, fax yeah, okay, machines, sorry. things so of do, that nature. <laughs> Matt, I'm so distracted. Matt, how dare you? Yeah. So two things. One, the way things are disseminated. The other way it's changed things is how we gather the news. So right. we can now find out about a crime story or find out about anything. I mean, so something break, something happens in Paris. We know about it within Instantly. like 30 seconds now right, because right. somebody's posted a picture somewhere. Wow. And so the speed at which my kids, I have two teenagers, the speed mm. they're living at, and that's <laughs> yeah. not just journalism, that's that's the world. Every part of, Every yeah, yeah. one of us yeah. is living in a, like warp speed information, that's right? That's such a good way to put that. I had never heard it told like that. Because it's not just that we're like addicted to our phones, it's that our routines have been sped up a mm-hmm. hundred times mm-hmm. from like 20 years ago. Yeah. Right? So when we think about this all the time, when we're doing the broadcast on Sunday, for example, or any yeah. day of the week, but when I anchor <laughs> on Sundays, yeah. we, we think about, okay, we start in the morning with our first meeting and by six 30, you, you, you've John, you've already read all the headlines. <laughs> right, right. Even on a Sunday, you probably were on That's social media and you probably saw that there was this thing happened and that right, thing happened. Right. So we have to be really, really, Fresh and current, right? And okay. current, and, or the other thing we have to do is add value, right? And do right. stories that are like, "Ooh, I haven't seen that anywhere else." Interesting, right? So, well, that's what I love about Relentless itself too, because, like I said earlier, it was like you hear about these cases and the murders, but you don't really see what happens after. I them think we very lose, often. we often lose sight Definitely. of the family members, and we often forget to follow up. Yeah, you know, we totally. don't as a as a media in general. I don't think we often go back. To yeah. like the Holloway story right. and revisit because it's just not that interesting, right? That like, oh my god, or because somebody there's seventy five thousand other things in right. our phone right now <laughs> that we have to cover. We're living at warp speed. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Well, wow. Thank you so much for oh, coming thank in. thank you. This um, was so fun. I am so excited about Relentless, and I know fans of this show listening are going to want to watch it as well, and I wish you all the best. Thank you. Here's to a million more Emmys coming your way. Let's <laughs> cheers for that alone, because that's amazing. That. Is that thank your first you. Emmy? It's my fifth. <laughs> your fifth? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry. You're just so used to this now. What are we cheersing I for? I told you I'm old, right? <laughs> okay. You cannot be that old, uh... trust me. Uh, Kate, thank you so much. You're here in the building, right? In I'm, 30 yeah, Rock? I'm down on the fifth floor. Will oh, you come by? Can I tell you? Yes, I will come by. And here's another funny thing. We were talking about this like a couple of months ago, just the show here at Oxygen. And then literally I went down to nine. For those of you listening, yeah. it's where we eat. It's like our the commissary. Ca- commissary. And it's I nice, saw nice. you and I was like, that's Kate Snow. <laughs> and I was like... Did you say anything? Well, no, because here's what went through my head. I was like... I feel like I love her and that, Aww. and I was like, she doesn't know me yet, but soon enough we'll get to know each other. And then sure enough, here we are. It's serendipity. So now when I see you in our commissary, I'll be sure to say, say hi. Anyone <laughs> on the street that sees on the me street, can say yes. hi. I'm, I'm totally open to that. Awesome. I love that actually. So make sure you guys are watching Relentless with Kate Snow Fridays at eight on Oxygen, but also on the Oxygen Now app and on Oxygen.com. And Kate, I will see you around the building. We'll see you in the commissary. All right. Take care. 